0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show Today is Monday, February the 15th, day after Valentine's Day. Hope everybody enjoyed their Valentine's Day, whether you're in a relationship or not. Hope you had a lovely weekend and a lovely Sunday as well. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Head over to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Incredible stuff over at Built Bar right now. Um... So happy Monday, everybody. Told you there would be a show out today, and there is, and we're, we're kind of in a lull, but we're, we're getting close to some baseball, because pitchers and catchers, uh, as of right now, are supposed to report Wednesday, I believe, uh, Wednesday and Thursday for the league. I'm pretty sure the Cardinals are reporting on Wednesday. Um, so that's extremely, extremely exciting. We're under 50 days, uh, well under 50 days to opening day, which is April 1st. Hopefully there will not be any April Fool's jokes coming around, but very exciting um, as we kind of get near baseball season here, um, w- w- with football ending and you know I love college basketball, I love it, but um, not a big NBA guy. But with w- with football ending, it feels like you know that there's, there's kind of a lull, there's a, there's a gap right now in the sports uh, stream, if you will. But um, I'm excited for for the uh, for the baseball to return and for St. Louis baseball specifically, obviously as we. Um, you know, as we tend to look more at, at the Cardinals specifically, but um, it's been a little bit while since we've had any news. There was a you know small acquisitions here and there for St. Louis. They got a pitcher from Miami. Um, just small little things. Since, but I think you know the Molina deal really sealed the deal, if you will, on any new moves um, for St. Louis. And I think that you know, other than some non-roster invitees, which I will share momentarily. I mean, the, the Cardinals have been pretty much. Done that they, they did sign Matt Caesar to a deal uh, with an on-roster invitee, a um, minor league deal rather with an invitation to spring training. Formal former Cub there, but um, so so that that's kind of interesting. But other than that, it's been um, you know pretty pretty stagnant for St. Louis coming uh, off of the exciting couple of weeks um, that that they had. But I mean. We've, we've got baseball this month, folks. I mean, the first game for St. Louis is February 28th. That, that's two weeks from yesterday. Less than two weeks, and we were we will have baseball to watch. It's 105 game against the Washington Nationals. Baseball's in, in two weeks, as far as I'm concerned. So that's extremely exciting stuff. Um, another guy that I forgot to mention, the uh, Cardinals acquired uh, Ali Sanchez from the Mets, who's a 24-year-old catcher. But some interesting non-roster invitees that I'll share. The, the 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 theme of the show today is there have been some reunions across the league. James Paxson is heading back to Seattle. Um, Holland and Davis, Greg Holland and Wade Davis, heading back to Kansas City. Um, you know, j- j- just to name a-, a couple. Jed Lowry also back to um, to to Oakland. So, so some reunions that, that are kind of interesting to to look at, and I think that. Chris Archer, Tampa Bay. Sorry, I couldn't think of the other one. Um, so I, I've picked four guys that I think would be interesting to see a reunion for St. Louis. That uh, this is not me saying the Cardinals should go after them. This is just four guys that a reunion could could be interesting to look at um, if if you are the St. Louis Cardinals. But before I do that, let's let's take a look at the non-roster invitees. So these are guys that are not on the roster. Non-roster, but they have an invite to Major League camp, so they have an opportunity to make the club out of spring training. Um, some of the the pitchers that that are of note, I would see on this list, Rowell Ramirez, who had the atrocious start, or atrocious game rather against Chicago, um, is on this list. Garrett Williams, Austin Warner, uh, the, the only other really big name that, that I'm seeing, uh, other than Connor Jones, is decently big, but but Zach Thompson, um, t- two guys that I'm keep my eye on. Um, like a hawk are Matthew Libertor and Zach Thompson, two guys that, um, Libertor especially, high, high upside and definitely a chance to, 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 to help out. So, uh, among the catchers, Aaron Anton, Anton, Anton Antonini, excuse me, Tyler Heineman, who they signed f- from San Francisco, Dennis Ortega, Pedro Pagas, and Carlos Soto. Uh, this is the uh, Cardinals Twitter post on, um, no, three days ago, near no, four days ago. Um, but um, obviously, other other guys that are on the 40-man roster that are not on this list, a guy like Ivan Herrera. But uh, other infielders that are of note, Luke and Baker, who is thought to be in the uh in trade. He is he is not. Nolan Gorman has an invite as well. And then in, in the outfield, again, not a lot of depth. Large, Newt, Bar, Justin Turner, uh, the two of the guys that, that I recognize there. So. So some interesting names, definitely Gorman, Liebertor, and Thompson are probably the three um, among this list that St. Louis posted that I'm keeping my eye on the most. It's always interesting to see who's going to make noise in spring training, who's going to make the club. Um, You know, a guy that I always remember is Jeremy Hazelbaker. I think it was 2016 or 17 that he made a bunch of noise and made the club out of spring training. Elizondo Diaz did that a handful of years ago. That was 2016 before he kind of fell off the table in 2017. And the Cardinals trading him um, in, in place or in, in favor of Paul Gold, no, Paul DeYoung, who ended up getting the starting spot there. So it's always interesting to see who's going to make some noise and who's going to get the spots. I mean, these non roster invitees. I don't see any. I don't see too many making the club out of opening day de- out of out of camp rather to opening day. But I think that it's definitely interesting to see where where they develop. Because a lot of these guys haven't played organized baseball in a long time. Um, Just because of the minor leagues not happening last year. It's been, you know, it's been a while since these guys have played organized games and, and this will be a nice first test for them out of camp um, to, to see what they can do. And, Speaking of minor leagues, the Cardinals also announced that their minor league affiliates, or was announced officially. Uh, they, <coughs> excuse me, they will have four minor league affiliates, as will all other teams. Um, and And their four are in Memphis, the Redbirds; AAA, Springfield Cardinals are Double A; Peoria Chiefs are High A, which is near where I'm from, and Palm Beach, which is Low A. So Low A, High A, Double A, AA, and AAA are the four classifications for minor league baseball this year. Um, so it'll be interesting. I would be surprised if Gorman and Libertor weren't at AAA this year. Um, you know, like I said, I think Libertor has a shot to make the opening day roster—a long shot, but a shot nonetheless. Uh, b- before I, I get into the, the reunion guys that I want to want to share, the kind of look look at some fun things for, I do want to talk about Jack Flaherty because he he won his arbitration case against St. Louis Cardinals, going to pay him three million dollars. And um, and Flaherty posted some some memes. He posted the the Michael Jordan meme. I took that personal or GIF, whatever you call it, um, as well as another one of just like shock and surprise. And you know, P- people didn't like that. I um, in a couple of different Cardinal fan groups on Facebook. People were not a fan of that of him being kind of arrogant and things like that. And you know, to be honest with you, I don't know where I stand on it. I, and he, he's betting on himself. Uh, I, and, and it's slightly worrisome uh, worrisome you know what's the relationship like between the front office and Flaherty because in my opinion Flaherty needs to be a part of the future of St. Louis and seeing any sort of rumbling in terms of um, a a disagreement or any sort of mismatch or not seeing eye to eye with with the front office is a bit of a scare I think they're going to end up figuring it out I I would be hard-pressed to see um, you know the Cardinals shipping Flaherty anytime soon or flipping him for prospects anything like that I think it's going to be fine but there definitely is a little bit of, of concern there to see your, your top pitcher have this kind of disagreement with with the front office and you know whether or not his Twitter posts were professional or not is I don't know he's a guy that he's a you know, mid twenty year old guy that that's that, that's betting on himself to perform well and is kind of showing off his swagger, his 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 flair a little bit, pun intended, flarity. Yeah, I know I'm hilarious, um, <laughs> but I don't know. I think that we'll see how it plays out. It, it, it's it is difficult to see your, your top guy disagree with the brass like that, but I think it's going to be fine. I don't put too much stock in it. Um, but there, there is a little stock at, at the same time, so we'll, we'll see how that ends up. Uh, first time the Cardinals have lost an arbitration case since 1994, according to Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, but uh, that, that's really only the only news I, I have to share, but other than that, I'm going to go ahead and get into my, my my fun segment here, talking about some guys that could be interesting to see some reunions for, for St. Louis. Um, talking about some of those guys, Randy Rosario, Randall Gischick, Stephen Piscotti, all outfielders that you might expect I mentioned, and one that we have a that the Cardinals have a position filled for, but it still would be interesting to see him come back with. Well, it would be interesting to think about him coming back for St. Louis. All that coming up in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real, updated odds and props on almost. Anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered as well for the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. And better yet, just because you're a wonderful listener of the Locked On Cardinals podcast, we're going to give you a promo code to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That promo code Locked On. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up enter the promo code Locked On and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Whether you're a college kid like me or you're just somebody who likes free money, enter the promo code to get 50% extra of what you deposit. Again, that's at betonline.ag. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the show's sponsor today, and that is Belt Bar, new and improved and even more delicious than before. 18 incredible flavors that have nut and non-nut options. And six new ones, my favorite that you all know and love. Cookies and cream, my absolute favorite. Other ones that I enjoy include coconut, chocolate, brownie chunk, as well as banana bread, mint, brownie, orange, double chocolate, toffee, almond, and coconut. Every one of these bars soft and easy to chew, but even better, they are covered 100% in delicious chocolate. But they're still healthy. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious—that's right, delicious treat. Right now, head over to builtbar.com and use a promo code LOCKED ON to get your 20% off discount on your next order. Once again, 20% off. We've upped it from 10. It's now 20% off when you go to builtbar.com and enter the promo code LOCKED ON. Once again, promo code LOCKED ON for 20% off at builtbar.com. So it's always nice to think about what a possible reunion might be. And the four people that that I'm going to talk about, again, I don't see it happening. I don't think the Cardinals should pursue these four gentlemen. But I do think it would be interesting to see or to, to think about what a reunion possibly could look like based on their stats in St. Louis and their respective destinations as well. We're going to start things off with probably an obvious one that everybody knows about that we could talk about, Randy Orozarena. 19 games, he hit 300 with St. Louis, hit a home run, slugged 500. Again, I get it, 23 plate appearances. But then in 76 plate appearances in 2020, 281 batting average, hit seven home runs, drove in 11, OPS over 1,000. We all know what he did in the postseason. But in my opinion, if Randy Rose Randall was on the Cardinals right now, he's your opening day center fielder. I don't think that there's much question to that. Um... In two thousand and twenty he played all all the outfield spots for, for Tampa Bay, he played mostly in left field, fourteen games in left, three in center or sorry, three in right and two in center. But you know, you can throw him in left or center on St. Louis, but I mean I, I think that right now, especially based on what he did in two thousand and twenty, and you know, obviously this is a little bit skewed because he wouldn't have done it in two thousand and twenty for Tampa Bay if he was still in the Cardinals. Nevertheless, if you were to come back right now, he I think he he starts over pretty much anybody on that team. Even though there is the question mark of what was real in two thousand and twenty and what um what wasn't but I think that would make this outfield pretty electric at least at least on paper with what you're looking at stats wise um two other guys that might not be as electric that I think would be interesting one of them is from Oakland, and that is Stephen biscotti biscotti had a pretty good two thousand and twenty um no, no. He had a pretty good 2018 in his first year leaving St. Louis, and since then he's 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 trickled down OPS, slugging, and OPS have all decreased the last couple of years as well as batting average, um, home runs decreased. They they cut in half in 2019, but he was hurt um, in 2019, which was um, attributed to him only playing 93 games. But this guy plays every day. He, he does pretty well. Played every day in 2016, and you know hit 273, 343, 470. 457 slugging, OPS plus was above league average. And all in all, I mean, you know, had a a pretty good year in 2017. Or 16, excuse me, whenever he played every day. 2017, he got hurt again and um, only played 107 games. And we saw, again, all of his numbers take a dip. Traded him for for really noble reasons, to be quite honest, when you're talking about why they traded him to have him closer to his mom, who suffered from ALS, um, Lou Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, So, you know. Obviously, understand why I traded him, but you know you can make an argument that he would start opening day as well. Projected to hit about 245, 17 home runs on BaseballReference.com. He's going into it today; thirty season, which is a little bit of a slight concern. But you know, it w- I think it'd be fun to have him back in St. Louis. Orlando uh, Grichik is the other guy that I'm going to talk about, or you know, one of the guys uh, traded him to Toronto, um, and he, he's done okay in Toronto. His average really hasn't been there, but he hit thirty-one home runs two years ago. I mean, we forget, yes, his batting average on base was low in St. Louis, but his career slugging percentage while in a St. Louis Cardinal uniform was 488. OPS plus was 107 above above league average. Um, You know, he hit three home runs his first year, but in 15, 16, and 17, he hit 17, 24, and 22 home runs. Um, So, I mean, I think if you're looking at what the Cardinals might have offensively in the outfield this year, I mean if you're asking for 24 25 home runs I think you're going to take that. In 2020 he hit 12 in just 55 games. So and he hit .273 on base was above 300 for the you know for the first time since 2018. His slugging dipped a tiny bit, but I'll take a four eighty one slugging any day of the week and it's just one of those things maybe a change of scenery was needed for Randall. And, you know, I wish nothing but the best. I mean, this is the guy who drove in 80 runs in 2019. That's pretty impressive. So I think that he he would provide some dynamicness to your outfield as well. Any other guy that I going to talk about that obviously the reunion this year doesn't make any sense with Paul Goldschmidt, but it is Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt struggled in a Cardinal uniform um, as a Cardinal in, in 70 games. On base was just over 300. His slugging was 432, so not terrible. OPS plus was below league average. Um, and then when he was traded to New York, he absolutely flourished. Uh, he hit 333 in his first year in 39 games, and then in 19 and 20, um, in 2020 he was a home run king, home run champion, hit 22 home runs, ninth in MVP voting. So maybe you know New York Stadium helps him a little bit, but Yankee Stadium helps him a little bit, but. This is a very solid first baseman and a high-caliber first baseman at that. I always liked Void, I really did, um, even in a St. Louis Cardinal uniform. So, uh, I, I was, you know, obviously now I'm not that upset with Paul Goldschmidt, but I was kind of sad to see him go whenever he initially left. But th- those are a couple of reunions that I think would be fun. If you have any other reunions that you guys might want to talk about, um, feel free to, to DM me. LJ Fastball is my Twitter. LO underscore Cardinals is the Twitter, Instagram, and Twitter handle, and you can also email the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. But that is all I got in terms of a show today. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. And I do want to tell you about Locked On Today. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, which is a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So be sure to tune back in to my next podcast as well, which will either be tomorrow or Wednesday. I'll be sure to keep you guys updated on the Instagram and Twitter pages. Until I talk to you next, stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.